we pray in Jesus' name. Precious Lord and God, we thank you for this privilege to stand before your people, to rub mine together, Lord, even this morning. We thank you, Lord, and we pray that Holy Spirit will be among us to direct our thoughts and all that we say are God and guide us to keep them and to use them effectively to the glory and the honor of your name. And just but an instrument, speak through me and may your people hear in the name of Jesus. Amen. Um, it's a great privilege for me to stand before you, this great congregation. And I want to thank the vicar of the church, uh, Reverend Canon Professor Anusiem and his board of clergies for granting me this opportunity to stand here and to draw, address this audience. I want to say that it's not a right for somebody to be given an opportunity to speak to us. It's a great privilege, and I'm not taking it for granted. Um, I want to thank them very much. We have been asked, as we continue in our general team for the year, be strong and never be discouraged, because there will be a reward at the end. And that has followed us since the beginning of the year. Um, today, like we are told, is the first day of the church's new year called Advent. And um, the church calendar is different from the Gregorian calendar which the secular society uses. So the new year starts today. And today is called Advent Sunday. The coming of the Lord. Today again is the first Sunday of this last month of the year. 3rd of December. And um, we have been asked to speak on, on an issue Casting off the works of darkness. We know that last week we were, to we were told in Ephesians 5.11 that we should not have anything to do with the unfruitful works of darkness. So it's not a coincidence that we are continuing in that very Discourse. Paul, in his usual way, in this chapter 13, admonishes the brethren on their civic responsibilities. He said from 1 to 10, he talks of our civic responsibility to the government, and so on and so forth. Then, from 11, he draws us back to the big picture. And that the picture of the coming of Christ. 
from my own translation, it says, and do this, that is after the civic responsibility, knowing that the time that now is high time to wake, awake out of sleep, for now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. We are looking forward to the coming of Christ. And if, if in then Paul wrote this very thing, they were expectant of the coming of Christ, how much more we now should be more vigilant? Because Christ, like we have said, will definitely come. The events of this world are pointing to that. Whether we like it or not, Christ will definitely come. So we are being told, you know, being commanded that we should wake up from our sleep. Everything we have been doing that are not right, we should get out of them. And we begin to ask ourselves, even from what we are told, to, we should cast off the works of darkness in verse, in verse 12. We should cast off the works of darkness. We ask ourselves, what is the, the prophet's word there are cast works of da- and darkness. Casting off is throwing away. Throwing away something. Either forcefully or gradually. And works means labor or activity you are doing. And then darkness is a more um, how do I, I say it is absence of light, obscurity. And you can only appreciate darkness when there is light. And vice versa. If there is light, you appreciate darkness. If there is darkness, you will appreciate light. And so, in the context of this, we want to talk about the issue of darkness. At the beginning of creation, if you go to Genesis chapter 1, he said the world, the earth, God created heaven and earth, and everything was full of darkness and void. There was nothing. And the Spirit of God was moving round the earth until God said, let there be light. And there was a change. And there was light. And God saw the light and said, it is good. So, light has no, no, darkness has nothing to do with light. And so we know equally the qualities of darkness. It's associated with hidden or secret things. Like we know in those days, even up to now, those who belong to courts, they meet in the night. They meet where people will not see them. Why? So that the activities will not be seen by others. And other things that are associated with darkness is fear, shame, and guilt. Like in those days when they had uh, this ballroom dance, they would put they won't put 
light. They will put a colored light so that people will not see themselves in what they are doing. Because what they are doing, because the eyes is sensitive, is thing that reminds you that what you are doing is wrong. So they will bring dark, you know, dark bulb so that they will be doing all sorts of evil. Sons of evils. That is what the Bible tells us. To avoid wild parties. I like the translation that we use in reading it. We should avoid wild parties. And in an evil palace, we say, Abanidegu. When you are walking in the night and there is no light, a lot of things will be coming to your mind. Are there somebody there? Are there any evil here and there? So these are things that are associated with, with darkness. And Jesus tells us that people love darkness because their deeds are evil. They don't want people to know their deeds. They do it in darkness. You find that in John three seventeen to 19. Then the words of darkness... It's a manifestation of the activities of the fallen man. In Romans chapter 5 verse 12. We read, it says there, Therefore, just as through one man, sin entered the world, and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men because of sin. So, darkness is a manifestation of of manifestation of sin. And the Bible calls it the works of darkness or the works of the flesh. You know, a human man is made up of body, soul, and spirit. The spirit and soul live in the body. And the body is the one we see, we care for, and do everything. And the body is that battlefield where all activities go on between light and darkness. So many passages of the Bible talks about the works of darkness, and I will not bore us. I just bring them so that you can read them at home. In Romans chapter 1, 18 to 32, and in this passage we are reading in Galatians chapter 5, 9 to 21. And in Ephesians chapter 5, 2 to 6, they are all talking about the works of the flesh, which are the works of darkness. In Romans chapter 3, verse, chapter 13, verse 13, it says, Let us walk properly, not as in, not as in the day, not in reverie, in drunkenness, not in lewdness or lust, not in strife and envy. These are the works of darkness. And these things God called them into in, he called them sin. In all these things, I just want to mention two of them, which is idolatry and adultery. Idolatry, idolatry has to do with anything that takes the place of God in one's life. Uh, they used to tell us in those days, Alushi, Nai Hapi Rapi, 
But this, this modern society goes beyond that. People call some artists, players, they are idols. They worship them. They are Rastafarians. They are, the way they make their heads. They say the Emperor uh, Celestia, Heli Celestia, is their God. And they worship him. The other things we do, which might, the way you handle it, might lead to idolatry, like fashion. Fashion, music, education, career, ICT. That's the way we take this things very far. It becomes an idol in our hearts. Um, the other one, adultery, is a more serious one. God calls it, you know, it can be spiritual. God calls it halotre. You go to Ezekiel 23. God talks extensively on halotre or adultery. That's neglecting God and align yourself with the devil. God calls it adultery or halotre. Then the physical one. Is relationship between a, a married person and somebody who is not the husband or the wife. It's a physical idolatry. And God forbids that. Because in Malachi, you get Malachi chapter 2, verses 13 to 15. Malachi chapter 2, verse 15 to 16. Malachi is the last book. In the Old Testament. You find it before me, you read. Malachi chapter 2, verse 13 to 15. And this have you done again, covering the altar of the Lord with tears, with weeping, and with crying out, insomuch that he regarded not the offering anymore, or received it with good way at your hand. Yet ye say, Wherefore, because the Lord had been witness between thee and the wife of thy youth, against whom thou hast dealt treacherously, yet is she thy companion and the wife of thy covenants. And did not, and did not he make one? Yet had he the residue of the spirit, and wherefore one, that he might seek a godly seed. Therefore, take heed to your spirit, and let none deal treacherously against the wife of his youth. So you see the evidence, what God is saying here. Marriage is to bring godly seed. And anything contrary to that, God abhors it. God views it seriously. Um, even though if the child comes, God doesn't God makes provision for that child. That is why God made provision for um, this child of um, Ishmael. God made provision for Ishmael, even though it's not the child of covenant. But God is not happy with it because they are going wrong to the what God wants you to do. So we begin to ask ourselves. These works of darkness, are they, are they found in us as Christians? 
The answer is yes. Because we are still wearing this flesh. And this flesh is where the battlefield is. You go to Galatians chapter 5. You say there's a struggle between the spirit of God and the flesh. So that they cannot do what you want to do. You want to do it, the other one will resist it. So there's that constant, constant um, battle between the flesh and the spirit of God. Galatians 5.17 It says there, For the flesh lost against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh, so that these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. That battle continues throughout life. Like we were told in Romans in, in Roman chapter 6. To him you yield yourself. You become a servant of that. You yield yourself to sin. You become a servant of sin. You yield yourself to the spirit of God. You begin to work out the, the things of the spirit of God. And so the battle is in the mind. You win or you lose in your mind. For example... When uh, Satan came to tempt Adam, uh, Eve, he didn't pluck the fruit and gave to Eve. He, he told him, this fruit is good. Eve you know, brought another argument. He said, it's not true. When you take it, you will be wiser. And then, Eve agreed and the job was done. Eve took the fruit and ate. So every sin you do, Satan does not literally carry you to eat. You agree with him and you do it. Ikwe Osu. That is the language. So you have this battle going on all the time. So that they cannot do what you want to do. I want to refer to a book written by Joyce Mayer. It calls it The Battlefield of the Mind. If you get that book, you will read it. It tells you everything about what is happening to you. So the command to cast off the works of the flesh is very pertinent to us. And then we have answered the question why the time for our salvation is closer than when we believed. Some of us that believed some years ago, we expected that Christ would come before now, but it hasn't come. So we have to continue believing and standing till that day when he will come. Um, we are told that our salvation is a continuous work till the end. And when we talk about Christ coming, there are two sides to it. Christ can come to an individual at his death. And Christ has come. Christ can come at the rapture. But all of us continue to think about that rapture. And forget that Christ can come to anybody. Anytime. 
because don't hold our life. For example, we have finished preaching and we walk out there and we hear that I'm dead. They say, hey, this man has spoken to us. Why, 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 why God, why God? God has his own plans for each and every one of us. The important thing is for us to be ready. So when he calls us, we will stand, for, we stand before him unpolluted. The epistle is full of examples of what we call works of darkness in the church. Um, we want to take, for example, the church of Corinth. If you go to that church, it's a very interesting thing. That church, God blessed that church enormously with all spiritual benefits. We read in verse 4. I thank my God, Corinthians 1, from 4. I thank my God always concerning you for the grace of God which was given to you by Christ Jesus that you were enriched in everything by him, in all utterance and all knowledge, even as the testimony of Christ was confirmed in you, so that you come short in no gift, eagerly waiting for the revelation of Jesus Christ. So they had everything that is necessary. But what do we do? What do we see? You go to First Corinthians chapter 3. Verse 3, you see something there. Paul was saying, you are still carnal. For, for where there are envy, strife, division among you, are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? The question is, do we see these futures in our church, in our lives today? They are there. We see divisions. Why do we have so many denominations? Ministries here and there. You discipline a brother, a sister. He establishes his own ministry. He was led by God. And the people we are preaching to, who continue to laugh at us, these people are not serious. It's little thing. They divide themselves. And then even among us, we who are born again, do we exhibit some of these canal works. We see nepotism, clannishness, from my town, even within your town, there is division. Within even the hamlet, there is division. Within the family, there is division. And these things are what Paul called carnality. And we Christians should work seriously against it because they, cause, they make us impure before God. You go to chapter 5 of 1 Corinthians. We are talking about immorality. This is church that was given to all sorts of gifts. A man marrying the father's wife and so on and so forth. In chapter 6, you find brethren having, sorry, my brother, my brother, <laughs> my brother here, uh, they go into lawsuits, Ojinta, 
among themselves. And Paul warns even before unbelievers. I'll give you some examples. There was in a diocese, Anglican communion, where the chancellor took the bishop to court. And it was happening. And unfortunately, the judge was a Catholic. So, he told them, what are you doing here? I know that is what they call bishop's court. You go there and settle your matter there. And these are people who are supposed to be Christians, leaders, a chancellor and a bishop were before a Roman Catholic judge. What were they doing? What are they doing? They do this, you did that. And at the end of the day, we sing and praise God. There was another case of the provost of a cathedral who took his bishops to court. And unfortunately, the judge was a Muslim. I don't want to mention the place. <laughs> the judge was, a, this happened in Nigeria, not overseas. And the judge again told them, there is something called bishop's court. You should go and settle your dispute there. I'm a Muslim. He drove them out of his court. These are leaders. And then another one was the leaders of CEM, Children Evangelism Ministry. They have their own. This one happened in Enugu, and some of you know it. They had their own problem. This, this, bro, if you didn't do this, I should do this, you do the other one. They went to court. And the judge then was again a Roman Catholic judge. He told them, look, I thought you people are born again. You use that word. You people are born again. Can't you say two things among yourself? You get out of my court. I give you six weeks. If you can't settle it, we'll begin to handle it. Is it not a shame? And Paul says somewhere, can't you receive being wrong? That is First uh, Corinthians chapter 6, verse 7b. It says there, now, therefore, it is already an utter failure for you that you go to law courts against one another. Why don't you rather accept wrong? Why do you not rather let yourself to be cheated rather than throwing your dirty garments outside? And we ourselves here, we still do the similar thing. The Bible tells us, Jesus tells us how to settle issues in Matthew chapter 18. If you go there, he says if you have an issue with your brother, you call your brother and discuss with him. If he doesn't agree, you call one or two brethren and discuss that with him. If he doesn't agree, you go to the church and let the church settle it. If he doesn't agree, let him become a publican. But well, we don't use that. We don't use that among ourselves. We have a problem with a brother. Ah, you go and uh, begin to see how you undo him. Undo him. 
The Bible, Jesus tell, told us how we should handle it. Get to your brother, discuss, discuss it with him. Get to other brethren, discuss it with him. And then go to the church and discuss it with him. But we don't do that. And we say we are Christians. These things are works of darkness. Then, why are these things occurring among us? Why are these things occurring among us? The answer is found in Hosea chapter 4, verse 6. Hosea chapter 4, verse 6. When people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee, that, that thou shalt be no priest to me, seeing that thou hast forgotten the law of thy God. I will also forget, forget thy children. So, the problem is that even among us Christians, we forget whom we are. Ignorance is a terrible disease. Lack of knowledge is a terrible disease. Um, why is it that we are called brothers and sisters? It makes us to know that the tie between Ojinta and myself, we are brethren, is stronger than the tie between myself and my brother or sister, who is not a Christian. But unfortunately, we practice it the other way around, and it will not work. Remember when Jesus, uh, the the mother and the relation were coming to see him. They told him, look, your mother and your, sister and your brethren are coming to look for you. He said, who are my brothers and my sisters? He pointed to people. Those who hear the word of God and do it, they are my brothers, they are my sisters, they are my mother, they are my father. The earlier we start realizing this, the better for us. I'm not saying you should, you should uh, cut away your relations. But the tie between you and your brother, who is a Christian, is stronger because that tie was made with the blood of Jesus Christ. Unlike that sinful blood, which brings you and your earthly relation. So we are talking of the works of darkness. We need to think of fornication, adultery. These are the little, little things that we should take care of. Another thing where there is, is what I have said, intolerance. We said that in um, Corinthians. We don't tolerate ourselves. Things must go my own way. If it doesn't go my own way, heaven and earth will fall. I do everything to get what I want. I was discussing with somebody yesterday who was telling me that um, when he finished his youth call, he wanted to go into business or something happened and he had to come back and then uh, started doing postgraduate studies. But um, his mind has always been on that business he wants to do. We discussed and discussed I told him, where is the God factor? 
in this thing you are saying. I have decided to do this. I want to do this. I want to do that. Where is the God factor? We are told in James, when we are, want to do things, we plan and bring it to God. Let God certify it. So I ask him, where is the God factor in all these things you are doing? So we should always bring the God factor into what we are doing. The other reason why we have these things is what I called the mixed multitude. Mixed multitude. You see that in the Exodus chapter 12, verse 38. Exodus chapter 12, verse 38. And a mixed multitude went up with them also, and the flocks and heads, a great deal of livestock. This was when the children of Israel left Egypt. There were some Egyptians who followed them, and they called them a mixed multitude. You find out that even in Numbers, they had a mixed multitude there. There are the people who are instigating murmuring and all these things you saw the children of Israel doing in the wilderness. They instigate many things that provoke the anger of God. So even in our church here, we have, we have a mixed multitude. Whether we want to take it or not, we have a mixed multitude. The levels of understanding, the levels of commitment, the levels of faith, they differ. And these things bring problems. And um, I begin to ask myself, why is it that we read in the Bible the great miracles and the great things men of God did then? Why is it that we are not doing it today? Why is it that we are not doing it today? This question has been bothering me. And it's coming to me to know that these little foxes are what the things that are driving away God from our midst. Weakens our faith. You say you believe, but you don't believe. Someone said in the Bible, told Jesus, I believe, help my own belief. That man was sincere. Because we're telling God his faith. He believed, but he doesn't think that his faith is strong enough. To what Christ expects. Help my unbelief. So we should begin to ask ourselves these questions. How do we measure up to the... Because Jesus said in John, I think it's chapter 12. What I do, you will do. Greater work shall you do. Because I gave to the Father. Have we been able to do the one he has done? How much more the greater works we are supposed to do? So that means we have a serious problem in our midst. And it is we who are the problems. So how do we get over these things? One is, as we are talking, the starting point is you must be born again. That is where the whole thing starts. If you are not born again, you are on your own. You are just coming to church to fulfill righteousness. 
you must come and accept that you are a sinner. You cannot save yourself. You need a savior. Jesus died for your sins. Confess your sins to Jesus and ask him to come into your life. And make up your mind. You want to go with him. And then he will give you the power to be a child of God. Without that, you have not started. Then the next thing is, for us who are Christians, is to know what we believe. Know what we believe. Some of us don't know what we believe. There was a story that was said um, in a particular church. Some people rushed into the church with face mask and said, if you believe in Jesus, I'll shoot you. The church ran away. Members ran away. It was only about 10 people. The, people, the man removed his face and said, these are your members. The other people are, are visitors. So, do we really hold to what we believe? That is very important. Know what you believe. Know why you believe it. And hold firm to what you believe. And practice what you believe. These things will help you to make sure that these works of darkness are not found in you. Um, then the, how do you know what you believe? You know what you believe by diligently reading and studying the word of God. We are told that the Berean Christians were more noble than the Tosanaican Christians. Why? They hear the word of God, they go back and check it and make sure it is like that. There are some of us who depend on sermons. Uh, the man of God said this. The man of God said that. What do you say? The one you say, the one you know is more important. You find that in Acts of Apostles chapter 17 verse 11. They go home and do what, see whether what they were told is right or wrong. What I'm saying here, if you don't check it, you go with what I say. Some of them may be wrong, and you continue with it. Know what you believe. Then you go to Jeremiah chapter 35. The Rechabites. It is the story of the Rechabites. They were told by their grandfather that they should never take why? God told Jeremiah, call these people into the sanctuary of God. Give them wine. They said no. Our father, father told us that we should not drink wine. That depends on knowing what he believed. Do you know what he believed in Jesus Christ? You find that in Jeremiah 35. Then the other one is how you, how you go on is to actively belong to church unit to enhance your Christian growth. Our priest said this every time. Register and, and actively belong to a Christian group. You don't be a loner. Um, if you get a broom, one broom, what can you, you can easily break it. But you get a group of them, will you easily break it? 
you go be careful. That's what you say. We learn from one another. That is why it's for you to not forget the fellowship of one another. Especially now that times are tough. Then avoid the unfruitful works of darkness. We have mentioned them. And then 2 Corinthians 6, 14 to 18. He was telling us they have not, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. Don't get intimately close working relationship with unbelievers because evil communication corrupts good morals. If you work closer with them, they teach you their ways. There was a time when I was still very young. I was in secondary school. Opposite to where we are saying in Zika Avenue. There was a radio, somebody says radio, um, um, records in those days. We would start by 5.30 in the morning and be blessing those music till 11 in the night. So sometimes when I want to pray, I find myself singing those things. I, I say, what is happening? Myself, I feel alright. Yeah, yeah. I say, what? And eventually, I found out it was that music that entered inside me. And I found myself going with it. So we should resist it in any form. The Bible makes us to know that the Bible is the final authority in the things of God and of faith. These days, there are philosophers up and down. Uh, I don't want to mention the church. There's a church in town when a Bible study. And the man said, look, clergy, all you people should edit this Bible. It's very archaic. That will conform to the society today. <laughs> I said to myself, this man is ignorant. He's ignorant. It's you that should change to conform to the Bible. Not the Bible changing to you. And that is what some of us do. Want to belong. What the society is doing. Want to belong. So that will not be counted as an outcast. You should be what you are. If people start going with their head down. I will not go with my head down. Rather I will be odd. Yes, they, this is how you do. In those days, born again Christians are called Jew. Jew people. Those who are in the world are called guys. So at a point, I say, yes, it's good that I'm a Jew. I'm not a Gentile. The guys are Gentiles. So I should be a Jew. So you live by the tenets of the Bible. The God, Jesus told us that the world will not love us. But if you want to love, the, if you want the world to love you, go with them and pretend that you're a Christian. At the end, you will know what's happened. Hold firm to what you believe. That will help you. If you hold that firmly. We know of the children of Israel who were taken captives in Babylon. There were many of them. And if you go that, if you go to Daniel chapter 1, there were people of noble family, people who are handsome, who are this no blemishes here and there. They were brought in to be trained to 
in Babylon in their ways and to help in the work there. But you know four people, four of them out of the multitude, decided not to go with the crowd. They were to give him the best food over there, but offered to idol. Then Daniel and his people in Daniel chapter 1 verse 8 proposed and took a decision. I will not eat the king's delicacies. And he decided to go on vegetable. That was, that was a, it was a terrible thing. But at the end of the day, they were healthier than those who took those delicacies. That was their victory, number one. Then another temptation came upon them when the Babylonian king made an idol and wanted everybody to worship it. The Babylonian king made an idol and wanted the children of Israel, all the people in the country to worship it. Then these three Hebrew children decided that they would not worship it. Then they reported them to the king. And then, you know what they answered the king? We honor you very much. For this thing, we will not do it. Our God is able to save us. But if, we, if he doesn't save us, we will not do it. And they were thrown into the furnace. Did they die? God delivered them. So, you must know what you believe and stand by it. We won't say the one of Esther. When Esther took a decision, if I perish, I perish. Esther chapter 4, verse 16. Then, the other thing is that you need a personal discipline. Personal discipline. Job said, I have taken a covenant with myself. I will not look on a, on a virgin in a lustful way. That is what, what um, Job did. And so many other places we are told, love not the world, nor the things of the world. And we are told, uh, Paul, you know, disciplined himself so that after preaching, he will not find himself an outcast. I'm sorry, I'm concerned with time and I'm rushing so many things now. Uh, chairman, please bear with me. How do we get on? How do we practice what we believe? In Romans chapter 12, the Bible tells us one and two, even the person who was praying, said we should offer ourselves daily as a living sacrifice acceptable to God. We should not conform to the world so that we'll be able to know what God wants us to do. And in Galatians he says, I am crucified with Jesus, Galatians 2.20. It's not I that lives, it's Christ that lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and died for me. Um, somebody who refuses to cast out the works of the the works of darkness will be a failure. 
he will be a carnal Christian. He will backslide like them as. He, will be, he may be hardened in his heart as in Hebrew. And he may be lost. Matthew 24, 13. What are the rewards for casting out the works of the devil? You will be a vessel unto honor. Timothy, 2 Timothy 2, 19-21. You will bear acceptable fruits. John 15, 1-3. You will finish well. 2 Timothy 4, 7-8. Because we desire to do these things, we are admonished in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, chapter 15, verse 58. He says we should continue to abound in the work of the Lord since we know that our labor in him is not in vain. This is akin to our theme this year. So I admonish us that we should jettison things that make us impure before God so that we, might be, so that we will be vessels unto honor. So at the end of the day, we shall receive well done from the master. Shall we pray? Let us pray. I'd like us to start with our own personal prayer. Casting out the works of darkness. We are all walking towards going to heaven. And there's no way heaven will admit someone who hasn't cast out the works of darkness in his life. There's no way somebody will be entering heaven and you're carrying baggages of the works of darkness. The door to heaven will not open. That will not be our portion in Jesus' name. This is very important. The preacher has spoken to us this morning, explaining to us the works of darkness. Explaining to us the various sins that human beings are subject to. We have to cast away these things. So that at the end of the day, it will not just be that we are members of this church or that church. We did this and did that for God. But our God himself will receive us unto himself and say, well done to us. The, 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 the door to heaven will open unto us. When the books are sized, our names will be in the book of life. Because can we start praying now? I'm also in that prayer mood. God help me. Whatever I need to cast out, let me cast it out. The work of darkness. Let me remove everything that is a garment of sin. And let me put on the new man. Let me wear the cloth of righteousness. Lord, help me. That after we've done all this, we will stand before you as people will accept. I'll keep quiet now for a while so that we can just pray. And I'll round up the prayer. This is very important. Father God, thank you for bringing us here today. 
It would have been possible that we stayed back home for one reason or the other. Some people consider themselves too ill to come to church today. But God, you brought us. Thank you, Lord. And you are asking us to make ourselves ready for you to use us as instruments of honor while we are here on earth and for you to admit us at the end of the day into heaven. Help us, Father, by your Spirit. Enable us to cast out the works of darkness, to step out from all the sins that so easily beset us and stand for you. Father, I pray we are your children. Wash us in the blood of Jesus. Cleanse us, Lord, and clothe us in your righteousness. Thank you, Father. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Oh,